You say, when I started therapy, I thought it was going to fix all my issues. And you have a very cute little picture of you and your therapist. And she's saying, you're doing it all exactly perfectly right. (laughs) And then the next page says, but the longer I've gone, the more I've realized it's not about fixing anything because I'm not a broken person who needs to be fixed or a bad person who needs to be changed or a wrong person who needs to be righted. I am a whole person who needs to be accepted. And the person who needs to accept me is me. And that's where all the work of therapy has been. And that just, I think that's probably where I cried and maybe other parts too. Welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast. You worry, I worry, we all do. If you're paying attention to the world today, there's a lot for women to feel worried and anxious about. As we explore the worries with curiosity and compassion, We learn to live more authentically and unleash the warrior within, someone who is strong, capable, and resilient, come what may. It's time to stop battling against yourself and start using your powers to meet everyday challenges with energy, purpose, and bravery. Now here's your host, Elizabeth Cush. This week's episode is being sponsored by Upfinch, an online journaling tool. When you sign up, you get one month free, And if you use the code WARRIORS at checkout, you'll get 15% off for the life of your subscription. Go to upfinch.com for details. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cush, and I am super excited about my interview today. We've got a cartoonist slash author with a big, big Instagram following but her journey is one that just so resonates with me. And she is going to share some of that with us today. But before we get started, I hope all of you are doing well. I hope that as we progress through the winter with the coronavirus, that you are all being safe, staying safe, are healthy. If you're not, if you're struggling, I am thinking of you and hoping that all will be well. If you want to know more about the podcast, about me and my therapy and coaching business, you can find me at progressioncounseling.com and you can sign up for the newsletter at progressioncounseling.com forward slash Elizabeth's dash newsletter. You can also just go to the website And there is a link at the top of the page. You get a free beginner's guide to meditation as well as a mindfulness and everyday life guide too, all for free. So today my guest is Tori Press. She is an artist, writer, meditator, therapy enthusiast, and highly anxious human being. She's perfect for the podcast, right? She was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and spent 10 years as a graphic designer before quitting to create a little space in her life. Drawing cartoons was what came in to fill it. She bought herself a sketchbook and a set of markers as a Christmas gift in 2016 and began drawing pictures inspired by her yoga practice, mental health struggles, and everyday life. A decision that started her on an extraordinary adventure of growth self-discovery, and human connection. Her drawings help her cultivate more mindfulness, joy, 
gratitude, and self-acceptance in her life, and she hopes that they do the same for others. She currently lives in Los Angeles, California, with her husband, two daughters, and approximately 57 houseplants. Tori shares her journey with anxiety and her revelation around therapy and healing. So let's get started. Hi, Tori, and welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I know. I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to talk about your book. But for people who might not know who you are, could you tell us a little bit about you and you know, what's inspired you to do the work that you're doing now? Sure. My name is Tori Press. I am an artist, a cartoonist. I'm still kind of getting used to saying that about myself. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was a graphic designer for 10 years. I've sort of always been interested in art. It's always kind of something I wanted to do, hence the career in graphic design. Mm -hmm. And I found myself experiencing some burnout about four years ago. And I decided at that time, the only active decision I made was to stop doing graphic design. And I found myself getting bored within a couple months of that. And I thought, oh, you know, I really miss doing creative work. I need to have some sort of creative outlet. So I started drawing cartoons and posting them on Instagram. And, you know, I found myself really mostly processing, which I'm sure we'll talk about some of my own feelings, my anxiety, some struggles that I've had my entire life. I wasn't really starting to draw in order to process those things, but it all kind of came out. And here I am. Yeah, I've gathered a following on Instagram. A lot of people, it turns out, yeah, the same a lot types of, of anxieties and struggles. A lot of people kind of could relate to these things I had been keeping inside myself for so long. And it's been an incredible journey and unanticipated, unexpected, but really wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that the shift from graphic design, which my youngest son is also in graphic design. He's young, you know, just starting, but just knowing what that job is like and the pressures and the intensity, how it can be to right. having all this space suddenly to sort of be with yourself, you know, yes. I would imagine that brought up a lot of stuff. <laughs> it did bring up a lot of stuff. It's uncomfortable. I still struggle to just be with myself. Oh, um, I'm kind too. of, I'm a very action oriented, like got to be doing something all the time. So it was, it was very strange to go from, and even to go from making art for other people, because that's essentially what graphic design is, is, you know, taking somebody else's message and creating something out of it to figuring out what, what's my own message, you know, what's in there? What do I want to be talking about and thinking about, you know, it was a really wonderful way to start figuring that stuff out, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you share pretty openly with your Instagram account and, you know, on your website that anxiety and depression really have impacted your life for a long time. Can you share a little bit about if whatever you feel comfortable with about just, you know, when you recognized you were struggling and what's been helping along the way? Sure. Yeah, I think anxiety in particular has been sort of, I don't know, should we say a devil on my shoulder or just kind of a constant companion pretty much my entire life. I mean, I remember being five years old and having thoughts that I can look back on now and say, oh, it was that was anxiety just sort of beginning to whisper in my mm -hmm. ear and telling me, oh, you have to do everything right and you have to, you know, be, be good and don't make any mistakes today. Don't get in trouble. 
that mm-hmm. kind of thing in school in in other environments. Yeah. But you know, your experience as a child, I guess you don't really know what's within a realm. You have no context to know what's a normal thought to have and what's not. So I just kind of thought everybody must feel this way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it wasn't until I got older that I realized that it was anxiety and that there's, you know, you can do something about it, that you don't have to kind of live with all of these thoughts all the time. But it, it takes a lot of, it took a lot of self-study to sort of begin to even be able to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, from my perspective, of course, I'm just seeing your artwork from an observer's perspective. It seems as if this creative process has, I don't know if it's always helpful for you. Sometimes I would imagine it feels like a lot, but it feels so healing to me that, I mean, that's why I enjoy even when some of the stuff you're sharing might be hard, you know, but tell us about how that's been for you. Yeah, it has been honestly very healing. I think that I think the reason that it's healing, I think the reason that it helps is because drawing about these things sort of forces me to acknowledge them. And it's it's hard to talk about because it's almost a circular relationship, right? Like I don't really know what I don't always know what I'm going to what's going to come out when I sit down to mm. to draw something. You know, I sort of think about I tell people that I think about what do I want to not think about? What are the things that I'm trying to avoid? What are the things I'm trying to put <laughs> out of my mind and not think about and not deal with? And that's the stuff that needs to come out. I mean, that's what art is really for. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it comes out subconsciously and sometimes it's a conscious choice. But I think that it's a really, art is a great way to process these difficult thoughts and feelings because sometimes you don't have the language, you know, for whatever reason, we don't have the language, we don't have the words to express what we're feeling. But I can bear down really hard with my pen if I'm feeling angry. And that's a catharsis. That's a release, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I can sort of express what's going on inside, even if I don't have the words, I can express it in colors, or maybe in an analogy in a picture. And so I think that's really the power of art. I think it kind of takes you out of your thinking brain. And you're, you know, I I guess anybody who's listening to this podcast is probably familiar with the monkey mind that's just chattering away at you and telling you all the things that you have to worry about, all the anxieties, all the trouble and stress that sort of plagues you every day. And and art is a really great way, I find, to sort of silence that voice and shift over into the creative mind. And I think when I can do that, and I can't always, but when I can things kind of come to the forefront that I didn't even know were there. It's like stuff is saying, Hey, pay attention, pay attention to this, pay attention to me that I can't, I can't hear when my mind is just chattering and chattering away. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea that yes, when you're giving yourself the space to sort of put your creativeness into the process, then there's the opening for this other stuff to kind of bubble up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there's research that shows that like, as if we're being creative, especially like drawing and writing, that it does sort of click on that side of, you know, the creative side of your brain, which is also the side of your brain that helps you feel more calm and relaxed. And so there's, there's science behind it too, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it took me, so I have struggled with anxiety most of my life, which is part of the reason I created this podcast, why I became a therapist to help women who struggle with anxiety. But it took me a very long time to share 
that, you know, that I too have struggled. And I find that can be really cathartic to just be very open and honest about it. But what's mm-hmm. what's it been like, this process of really putting yourself into this book in such a wholehearted way, but also a, a vulnerable way? Well, I think, you know, it's something that my therapist has helped me to do and to kind of help me understand that I, I need to process stuff going on, that, that it's a helpful way, that it's a helpful outlet to mm-hmm. process. You know, I think that a lot of times I, well, like I said, I, I kind of think about what are the things I, I don't want to share? What are the things I don't want to be thinking about? That's the stuff that that is really, you know, crying out to be processed, that wants to be thought about because because you're, you're so consciously kind of pushing it down and ignoring it. And, you know, for a lot of years, that's kind of how I dealt with my anxiety is by pretending it wasn't there or pretending that I was okay, you know, just pushing it down and thinking, mm-hmm. I'm just going to power through and I'm going to, I'm going to, get through. And and all that does is bury those feelings. You know, it doesn't make them disappear. I thought that it did. And I even in my younger years, like in my 20s, I went to therapy a couple times. And I really thought I was going to solve my problems. I was going to go through and deal with this one issue, whatever was bothering me at the surface. And we would address that and it would all go away. And somehow all of my anxious thinking patterns would be cured, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, it doesn't work that way at all. <laughs> it doesn't at all. And I think like one of the great things that art has sort of led me to is by processing it and seeing it this way, by acknowledging it, by welcoming it, by saying, okay, I'm going to draw about you. I'm going to put you out into the world. Like it, it kind of, it does two things. It normalizes it for me mm-hmm. a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I can just, I can feel like, okay, wow, I, I acknowledge this. I addressed whatever is going on in my mind today or in general, you know, these mm-hmm. things that have been plaguing me, whether it's whether it's a specific incidence or something that's been going on for years, like general, more generalized anxiety, it's kind of like, it's less scary. It's less of a monster in the dark if you can yes. look at it head on and say, wow, okay, this is here and I'm still here and I'm still okay. Mm-hmm. And nothing bad has happened that I addressed this and called it to light. And it also sort of shines a light for other people. And I think sharing publicly, especially on Instagram in this forum, it's like all of a sudden you start hearing this chorus of voices that says, oh, me too, me too, me too. I feel this way as well. And that is huge just to know that you're not the only person, that I'm not the only one who's trying to fake it till I make it or uh, cover up that I have all these feelings to know that we're all, that it's a such a common human experience. You can't feel as bad when you know that so many other people are on your anxiety team right along there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and, and I would imagine for the people who are seeing your artwork and saying, yes, me too, me too, are feeling that very same thing that, oh my gosh, here is an expression. Here is a visualization of what it feels like or what I've experienced and, and to, I mean, your drawings, your cartoons, they're lovely. I love the, just the colors, the, you know, I just love the, as serious as some of the content is, it's presented in a, in a somewhat lighthearted way, which makes it also feel like, okay, like we can be with this, you know, (laughs) as hard as it is, we can be with this. Mm. Yeah. 
I really, that resonated a lot with me, just being with it. And I think like, for me, that that's been a big realization is that that's all you have to do. You just have to be with it. You don't have to accept or you don't have to like it. You know, I think acceptance is, is kind of the key word. Acceptance mm. doesn't mean agreeing. It doesn't mean I like it. It doesn't mean I'm glad that my anxiety is here, but it does mean like, okay, this is just a part of me. Welcome. Take a seat. I don't like you. I'm not happy that you're here, but you are. And it's not the end of the world. It's not an unsurvivable situation, right? Like yes, um, yes. so many other people are dealing with this too. We're in such good company. We can do it. We can make it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the idea that to me, what I love that even though you're saying like, I don't like it, you're presenting it in a way that's like, okay, but maybe this has something to tell me. Like maybe there is some information here that I don't have to say, I don't like you go away. (laughs) It can be like, I don't like you, but why are you showing up now? Or what is it? Share your story. Tell me. Yeah. 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 Which I think for, you know, that is, I think my hope for all my clients is that there can be a more welcoming sort of open experience with whatever it is that's going on, all the difficult stuff. Yeah. Because I do feel like our anxiety, probably we can learn some things by listening and paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. I think you are spot on. I think that's so true. And I think it's a really, that's a great perspective. And it's, it's a perspective that I try to take, like Mm -hmm. it's here, whether you like it or not, it's not going away. You can't will it away. You can't wish it away. My book came out this week you would think that I would have been so excited and happy and joyous. I've just been anxious. It's been <laughs> such an anxious week for me, right? Oh, I but, bet. I but, but that's fine. You know, that's okay. I can say, okay, I'm going to just sit with this and think about like, what is my anxiety trying to tell me? It's telling me that I care. It's telling me that I've put my heart out and I care a lot about this work that I've done. And I hope that it resonates with people. That can't be a bad thing yeah. to feel passionate and to feel connected and to have hopes for a piece of work that you've put out. Of course, um, yeah. of course I would feel that way. How could I not? Yes. So. Right. Right. And you're sharing your story yeah. in a very visible way where yes, Instagram was too, but you know, a book I would imagine feels somewhat just different, but also kind of heftier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So the book we're talking about is I am definitely probably enough I think, Revelations (laughs) on the Journey to Self-Love by Tori Press, which, so I got it whatever day it was released. So November 10th, I think, whatever, you know, I got it shortly after that and read it. And, you know, the nice thing too, is it's not a hard read, but honestly, I will tell you that I cried through some of it. Like I got (laughs) tears in my eyes. It brought up so much for me in terms of I think your expression of how, I don't know, I guess like tender this journey has been for you, it really spoke to me. So thank you. I cried a lot writing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I processed a lot. But, you know, it's funny. I had so many conversations with my therapist as I was going through the process of writing this book and just only writing it down, only acknowledging. And I, you know, I think I kind of said this earlier, but I mean, that is part of the power is that writing things down, making art out of them kind of forces you to acknowledge them and stop pushing them away. And that in and of itself, anything else that comes out of it, like that was, was really healing. And, you know, I hope that other people find it healing too. 
Me too. Me too. But it's also fun and funny and touching and all of those things. One of my favorite little sections of the book is your mental pressure cooker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it's like, yeah, so you can cook up an existential crisis and then you have all the little, yeah, perfectionism or imposter syndrome or expectations. Uh, I just, that just made me laugh, of course, because I have one of those little those pots, Instapots that looks just like that. That's such a rage. But yeah, that just was such a, I don't know, made me giggle. So and I think I think humor is a great way to deal with some of these things too, because it kind of lightens it up, right? Like perfectionism feels so real and so like demanding. It's just there insisting that you're not good enough if you don't do everything perfectly. And it's so amorphous, right? Like what does perfect even mean? I'm putting this pressure on myself, but it's not even to achieve anything concrete. It's just, it's a blob, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a moving target constantly. Yes. Um, so maybe that's a benefit of art too, is just to be able to step back and laugh at yeah. the things that we do to ourselves. And, yes. and, and if you can laugh at it, it's, it, again, it's just, it's not so scary. Absolutely. I do think that part of therapy should always be laughter because yep. sometimes even laughing at ourselves and our anxieties can mm-hmm. be helpful. Like, you yep. know, it makes it feel a little lighter, but also it's a nice way to share whatever it is that's going on with ourselves. So I want to read one more part because to me, it was super touching and to me speaks to sort of what we hope for therapy, but what therapy is. So you say, when I started therapy, I thought it was going to fix all my issues. And you have a very cute little picture of you and your therapist. And she's saying, you're doing it all exactly perfectly right. (laughs) And then the next page says, but the longer I've gone, the more I've realized it's not about fixing anything because I'm not a broken person who needs to be fixed or a bad person who needs to be changed, or a wrong person who needs to be righted. I am a whole person who needs to be accepted. Yeah. And the person who needs to accept me is me. And that's (laughs) where all the work of therapy has been. And that just, I think that's probably where I cried and maybe other parts too. But, but yeah, I, I, that's such an important message. And I just appreciate your putting that out there in the book. And I'm getting choked up right now thinking about it. (laughs) Well, thank you. I mean, that has been very much a big part of the therapy journey for me to realize that it's really not about changing anything because, you know, it it almost sounds, it almost sounds depressing to say this, Hmm. but there is so little that you can change, right? Like there is so little that we don't have control over so many of the things that happen to us and we don't even have control over, you know, personality and yeah. the way that we react to things. I mean, yeah. these are kind of things that, and, and I, I, there may be some disagreement on how much control we have over what, you know, but, yeah. but I think really fundamentally in the end, it almost doesn't even matter because the one thing that you can control is your attitude and your actions and the way that you look at yourself. And I will say like, you know, this book is a really quick read and probably sit down and read it in 30 minutes to, you know, Mm -hmm. or to an hour. I'm not sure, but the work of changing that 
attitude and the work of trying to find that acceptance takes years and years and years. And, you know, that's why one of the the big messages that I wanted to get across with this book is that it is a journey and it's not a linear journey. It goes backwards. It goes forwards. I'll say that I have been in a much worse place mentally. My mental health has been on a backslide for a while now. I think that probably that's the case for very many people because isolation, quarantine is very hard to deal with uh, in existential threat to your health is very hard to deal with. And we've all been dealing with it, you know, for For a long part of the year. Yes. Yeah. yeah, And and, and we have the uncertainty with not knowing how much longer it's going to go. So like, if if we're talking about a journey, I am like a few miles back from where I was at this time last year. And I would say you're not alone. Yeah. And I I don't think I am. And it doesn't matter anyway, because the work every day is to just meet yourself where you are. are. It's not to fix like, like, well, like you just read, it's not to change anything or fix anything. It's just to say, okay, well, here's where we are today. And let's take steps in whatever direction that we can. And that's enough. It's always enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it has been a very hard year and (laughs) yeah. And, and yes, I would say, yeah, for therapy. Yeah. I mean, my own therapy journey yeah, has had fits and starts and bumps. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an, another piece of this that's so important that it takes time and maybe really we're never done with it, whether we're doing the work on our own or working with another professional or a coach or whatever, that there's, I feel like there's always potential to better love yourself, find yeah, ways. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I think that it is a forever journey and it's a forever journey because life isn't static, right? Things change, mm-hmm. our circumstances change, like it's not predictable. And so it's really a skill to be able to cultivate. And that my therapist has helped me so much just to take a step back and, and realize that just because I think it, just because I feel it doesn't make it true ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ever, I mean, like, I really, I have a sign on my refrigerator that says, don't believe everything you think, because it's really <laughs> important to remember, because I tend yeah. to, yes. right? We all yes. tend to. It's so easy to get lost in this chatter of the monkey mind and hear, hear it say everything that it wants to say to us and say, oh, yeah, okay, I'm nodding. Yeah, yeah, this also, it's not, it's not true. And yeah. you have to meet yourself where you are, wherever you are. And, and who knows where, you know, I didn't know I was going to be in this place where I am today, a year ago, for sure. I have no idea where I'm going to be next year or even in six months or even next week. And so that's why it's like therapy really isn't about kind of changing who you are as a person. It's just about figuring out how you can live with yourself and make that relationship be as fruitful and as loving as possible because you you have to spend your whole life with you. That's it. Everybody (laughs) else, everyone will come and go. Nothing else is permanent, but your relationship with yourself is. It's been very helpful to me in my life to try and get right there as much as I can. And like you said, it's a journey. It takes a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it never ends. Right. Um, right. Well, the, what you just said reminds me of, I think there's a John Kabat-Zinn book called like, wherever you go, yep. you are there or there you there are. You are. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. He's Which wonderful. Like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's so easy, isn't it? To fool ourselves into thinking like, oh, I'm going to, 
actually, I have a, a real life example for you. You know, like I've been quarantined in my house with my two kids and my husband and it's the house is a little too small mm. and we've been going a little stir crazy and it's just so easy to feel like, oh my gosh, if we could buy a bigger house, you know, if we could move, everything would be great. Our problems would be solved. It's not right. true. We'll right. just have a whole new set of problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wherever yeah. you go, there you are. Like exactly. my problems don't stem from anything external to me. You know, yeah. they, they really are. It's it's all in the way that I react to those externals. Mm, yeah, I agree. I so agree. Oh, well, I love the book. I'm so excited for you and this journey of sharing your work in a bigger way, it feels like. I don't know if it's really bigger because you have a huge Instagram following, which is crazy too, but amazing. It's it's crazy and amazing to me as well. It was definitely never something I like set out to pursue, but I'm really grateful that, I mean, it's this huge circular gift, right? That by creating art, I was able to process my own feelings. And then by putting it out there, it helps other people process their feelings. And then they tell me how that has impacted them. And that gives me more fuel to go on. I mean, it's just, it's a very symbiotic relationship. And I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that, you know, I took a chance and started to put this stuff out there and was able to find that. Me yeah. too. So if the listeners haven't heard of you or don't follow you on social media, how do they find you? So my Instagram is revelatory, R-E-V-E-L-A-T-O-R-I. So it's like the dictionary word, but with an I on the end, because that's my name. And my website is revelatory.com. Awesome. And books can, I I think I saw on social media that you said you can get it at Target or Amazon or wherever you buy buy your books. Absolutely. So I've been recommending to people if if you want to support independent bookstores like a mom and pop bookshop and you're in the US, you can go to IndieBound.com and search by zip code. That'll give you a local bookseller in your area. And of course, Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble. It is in most Target stores. I don't have the details of that. I know it's on Target.com and I think it is in store at a lot of Target locations across the US right now. So cool. Well, this was such a pleasure to talk to you and I hope the book sells really well. I will continue to recommend it on on my social media accounts and online. And I just so appreciate your being here today with us. Thank you, Elizabeth. It was a real pleasure to talk to you too. I really appreciate it. I know the unknown is usually a huge factor for my anxiety. Wanting to control things, wanting to know the future can really lead me to get into a pattern of overthinking and worrying. But by journaling about your anxiety and all the contributing factors, you can better understand what's happening and that can help reduce the anxiety itself. Upfinch is full of journaling guides developed to help you better understand yourself And the creators of Upfinch got my input and ideas about some journaling prompts just for this, to help you manage and reduce your anxiety. You can find those prompts at upfinch.com. And right now, when you sign up, you get a free month with your subscription and 15% off the lifetime of your subscription when you enter the code WARRIORS at checkout and you can find them at upfinch.com. Well, that was a wonderful conversation with Tori Press. 
I really have enjoyed following her on social media and was so excited when she agreed to come on the podcast and share some of her story and what it was like to share this book with the world. It's not easy to have anxiety. It's not easy to be a person who struggles with anxiety, but I think that Tori's messages, Tori's personal willingness to share the ups and downs of what it's like to have anxiety is so helpful and meaningful. And I hope that you too will follow her on social media and buy her book. I will include the links to her website and social media accounts in the show notes, which you can find at womanwarriors.com. I hope that you'll spend some time this week giving yourself the love, acceptance, and kindness that you so deserve. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Woman Warriors Podcast. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guest profiles at womanwarriors.com.